I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Welcome back to another episode of Already Friends. I'm Allison. And this is Kara. We're so happy to have you guys back. We appreciate you all so much for tuning in every week. We just want to start off this episode by saying how thankful we are. Yeah, I was actually just thinking about this the other day. I was like, it's kind of crazy because you and me literally talked about starting a podcast once and then we did it. And I'm like, I'm so grateful that it has gone so well and has actually worked out so well because like it just makes perfect sense. Like it really does that we started this and... I don't know. I was actually feeling super grateful this weekend too. Oh, yeah. We didn't even actually talk about that. (laughs) We were both just feeling it. (laughs) It's just so funny how crazy well it worked out and like how good we balance each other and like how great our guests have been. Like I was on cloud nine this weekend thinking about it. Same, especially after with Jordan's episode and like people were just sending such nice messages and being like, I resonate with everything you guys say and stand for so much. So thank you to our listeners because we could be a podcast, but we wouldn't be a successful podcast if we didn't have anyone on the other end. (laughs) Yes, huge thank you to you guys. We love your support and it means the world to us. Okay, do you want to start with your peak of the week, Allison? Yeah, I finally have an actual peak of the week. Yes. Woo. Kara's cheering. Do you know what it is? Yeah, I, guess I think I, so. I sent you I a teaser. I don't know, but I haven't heard an update. I got a okay, video okay. of what you're talking about, but I never heard an update, so I'm excited to hear. Okay, so I bought a car. <gasps> ah! 
that's yeah. so exciting. Thank you. Um, I'm going to give a little background because I feel like it makes the story a little bit uh, more justifiable. Uh, so my old car... It's a 2008 Chrysler Sebring. It was rusted out. It had missing hubcaps. I haven't had AC in my car for like three years now. So every summer I'm just like dripping sweat. Kara has experienced my no AC car (laughs) when we were in Marfa in the peak of summer. It was brutal. Yeah. And my, uh, the fabric on my ceiling like hangs down. So when you drive, obviously the windows are open. It just like flaps in the wind. It's just trash. Like, and I mean, I'm super, super thankful for that car. My mom bought it for me back when I was in high school and I was 15. And her parents had done the same thing for her when she was younger. And she said she drove her car like literally until it died. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do the same thing. Like I'm just going to have this car until it's at the end of the life, try to make it last as long as possible. Well, it's been 11 years since I've had that car. It has been through the ringer. It has driven almost like all 50 states at this point, but somehow I never had a flat tire. It never broke down on me. That car was so good to me. I'm like going to cry, but (laughs) it was just time. (laughs) And I want to like talk to Michaela about it too, because she has a Tesla. And so I listened to her podcast about manifesting her dream car last week. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's time. It's time for my new car. So I'd been really thinking on it for like a week or two. And yeah, it's a white BMW X3. Um, It's so cute. Oh my gosh. Wait, congrats. That's so exciting. It's a big girl car for sure. And it's got like the panoramic sunroof. Wait, my jaws literally dropped from going from (laughs) what Allison had to what she has now. I am like shocked. (laughs) That's incredible. I was like telling people at the car store, they're like, so what are you currently driving? I was like, that thing out there, it like doesn't have cover guys. And they're like, wow, a big upgrade. And I was like, yeah, I probably could have done like a stepping stone, but might as well just like full send, you know, because now I want this car to last a long time again. Yeah. So we'll just, you know, keep making big jumps. But it was the first and only car I test drove. I had it shipped in from Missouri. It only had one other owner. I just knew like that was the car I wanted. I got in and immediately I didn't even think about it. I was just like, yep, perfect. This is mine. I went by myself to the dealership, like didn't tell anyone. Like Clay didn't even know I was going. Wow. Yeah, you sent me a video in the dealership because I could tell. And I was like, she's getting an oil change. I'm like, I feel like she's (laughs) buying a new car. Like, I have a good feeling. Even you didn't say anything. You just sent a video. And I was like, all right, I'm I'm excited to see what comes out of this. Well, congrats. That's really exciting. And that just shows how successful and how hard you've worked the last uh, year, two years. Like, it's paying off. Thank you. And the cherry on top is that Clay has, I don't know what kind of car it is, but it's also a white BMW car. And oh so gosh. they're like matching. It is so Stop. cute. That's so cute. That's yeah. adorable. Thank you. Okay. That's my peak of the week because, oh my God, I literally just drove around all weekend. I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah. Should we go to dinner like an hour away? Like I'm driving. I like DD'd on Saturday <laughs> night. Any excuse? Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so fun. Well, that's cool. Okay. Your turn. Take the mic. Um, I know. Okay. My peak of the week, my friends joke that every sentence I say. So I saw this TikTok that I feel like everyone should hear. And it's 
you know that feeling when you're living life and it's going by so fast. And, you know, when we were younger, we didn't really have that feeling. But now you could like go two months and be like, wow, I feel like I blinked and two months went by. So I saw this TikTok and it was like, the more you change what you're doing in your day-to-day life, like the more you do new things, the more you travel, the more time will slow down because it's just your perception. So when you're doing things the same every single day, your brain can just process it really quickly and it, it perceives yeah, the world like on to be autopilot. going fast. Yeah, exactly. You're going on autopilot. So it just said the more you try new things, the more you get out, explore and do different stuff, like your life will feel like it's actually going at the pace that it is. So that just gave me some more perspective to try new things. And that's one thing. Like I moved from New York City to St. Louis and people were like, oh, how's that? And I'm like, I mean, I'm trying new stuff. I'm going to new restaurants, new coffee shops, like doing new things like every week, making new friends. Like I love it. Like as long as you're experiencing something different in whatever situation you're in, like as long as you're pushing yourself to go out of your comfort zone, like you can make any place like fun. So that's my peak of the week was like reading that and seeing that and being like, okay, cool. Like... I'm going to continue trying new things. And something I did last week, I went to Plank, which they have in Omaha too. It's it's called Plank. It's a Legree class. Have you been to Plank before? No. It's really hard. <laughs> so that was something new. Yeah. So that was something new I did. I went with my friend Maddie. She invited me and it's so hard. It's like Pilates meets like, I don't know, strict dance gymnastics class. Like I don't even know how to describe it. But yeah, it, it was really... It was, it was tough, but I will be going back. I'm going to try some more classes, but yeah, that was fun. That was my peak of the week. Because right now your membership is at like a regular gym, right? Yeah, I just go to a regular gym and then I buy classes for Orange Theory. That's kind of been like my routine. So I'll try to go to Orange Theory once or twice. I was going on the Unlimited, but it's just so expensive. So I just buy classes and then go to my regular gym, but I'm going to add some plank in there and see how that goes. There you go. That's a good way to do it. That way, you know, you can go to the gym, just get your core workouts in and then splurge on the Orange Theory and exactly. like the nicer classes. Yeah. Because like you could buy, you can buy 10 classes for the same as a monthly rate of unlimited, but I'm like, I travel so much. What if I'm not going enough to justify it? And then you're actually like losing money. So it just made sense for me. Yeah. I feel like 10 times a month is still a lot. That is like, a it lot. doesn't seem like a lot, but then when you break it down, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to go every three days. You're like, oh yeah, suddenly that, that is very frequent. Yeah. So I, I like the buying the classes. It just works better for me, but yeah. Nice. That was a nice TikTok share. I, <laughs> along with time, I watched Interstellar uh, on Saturday night when I got home. Have you seen it? No, but I know it's it's crazy. Oh so then I went on this like last night, this YouTube dive on Christopher Nolan. He's the director and how he, all of his movies basically are around the concept of time. Oh, Because he's done like Interstellar, Tenet. They all basically have time as this, I don't know, foundation of the story. And then he executes it in different ways. Whoa. You got to watch all of them. I okay. loved Tenet. And okay, people, may, the main thing they hate on him is they're like, I didn't understand the movie. And he's like, okay, well, my job as like a director is the first time just like hook you and reel you in and like make you intrigued. And then you want, you should have to want to watch it again to actually understand everything. Like you're not going to understand everything A to Z the whole time. Mm -hmm. And I want every time you watch the movie to experience something different. And I was like, wow, this guy is very intelligent. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta watch those. (laughs) That's my homework. I will watch Interstellar and Tenet. 
Yeah, they're like three hours long. That's nuts. Okay, so today's guest will be Michaela Arrington. She's originally from Nebraska. Now she lives out in Los Angeles. I visited her with Jordan when we went out to San Diego, whatever, a few weeks ago. And that was like the first time I really got to spend a lot of time with her. We've always been like good Instagram friends, listen to each other's podcasts and like hype each other up. But the whole time we were driving from LA down to San Diego in her Tesla, she was just like being her life coach self, like just spewing knowledge at us. And Jordan and I are just sitting there like, wow. This girl just knows the secrets of the world, I swear. Yeah. Michaela specializes in mindset, magic, and manifestation. And she has one of the top podcasts on Spotify in education on this topic. She literally kills it in teaching others how to do manifestation, tap into their intuition. And I'm excited to hear about how she got into this. I love her podcast. If you are looking to get more into manifestation, definitely check out her podcast. It's loved by thousands of people all over the world. But... Yeah, I'm really excited to talk with her and learn more because she's an expert. Thanks so much for coming on, Michaela. We're so excited to have you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm super excited. I feel very professional. This is so fun. <laughs> I know. The studio setup Allison has is real. It's awesome. I know. It's so good. I need this in LA. I feel very underdeveloped now. <laughs> <laughs> No, you have a great setup. You have your whole office, I do the feng shui. It's a vibe. It is for sure. Yeah. <laughs> do you record in the office usually every week? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In my home office. Do you want to tell people what your podcast is? Yeah. So hi, guys. My name is Michaela. I'm a manifestation mentor. I'm a personal development influencer, and I'm a podcaster. My podcast is Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation Podcast. Top 100 in education, no big deal. No big deal. (laughs) (laughs) And what I really do with work and on the podcast and on all of my content is help empower women to step into their next level, Lux Lives, like where you just own the things that you want and you can manifest anything and you really just believe in your power. And I just lovingly kick people in the ass to do so. Yeah, I feel like keyword Lux Life is a very important part of that. I know. I'm surprised I don't have that as a tattoo. But it's so important to me. Like, And luxury can look like anything for everybody. So that's definitely something we're going to talk about a lot in this episode, I'm sure. So I just want to clarify right off the bat, like luxury for somebody might be like backpacking through Europe. And for me, it's like the Ritz-Carlton in Maui, you know? It's going to look different for everybody, but it's like, what is luxury in your life? And how can we create that in every different area, whether that's finances, whether it's your career, your fitness, your friendships, all of the things. I'm really big on making everything amazing and not just some areas of your life, like the this and that. This and that. Yeah, we (laughs) love it. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like a lot of people think that there's like a tie with being spiritual as it's like kind of being poor and suffering. And I love that you've like broken down that stereotype. Oh my God, that's so my thing. Yeah, because I think a lot of people associate spirituality with like being a hippie and like you don't shower and you like don't shave your armpits and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's not my vibe. And that's okay. (laughs) Like it's all right to want to be all the versions of you. And people have been telling me a lot lately that I remind them of Kourtney Kardashian. And I'm like, that's great because I feel like she also has that vibe. You know, she lives a very luxurious, like obviously extremely wealthy life, but has poosh, which is all holistically based. And I think that's super important that we have to break down like all of the labels that we have on things. There are all these 
ideas that life needs to look a certain way and spirituality has to be a certain way. And even like religion, when I talk about spirituality, it's just whatever you believe in. And for me, I'm very like spiritual. I say the universe a lot, but for somebody else, it might be religion. You use the word God, whatever it is for you. But it's not so cut and dry like people think it is. Yeah. And just because you want to be spiritual doesn't mean you have to be one type of way. And just Mm -hmm. because you want to be a backpacker doesn't mean you have to be one type of way. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think that's so important. And it comes to this conversation of just like owning all of the parts of you, being accepting of every area of of what you desire. And I think desires are like the most magical things in the universe. I really think that they are the guides of our like intuition. You know, it's all of our psychic downloads, anything you want, it's for a reason, right? And like, if it wasn't a psychic download, if it wasn't a moment of intuition, we would all have the same desires, right? Like we all have different things that we want out of life. We have different inspirations. And that just shows that it's the universe working through you. So we're all going to be different and that's how it's supposed to be. (laughs) Yeah. And capitalizing on that difference and what sets you apart. And I just love that you've always you know, gone to the beat of your own drum. So maybe do you want to give the people a little context about how you started in Nebraska and made your journey out West? Yeah. It's so <laughs> funny, like being back here and yeah. thinking about all of it. It's always like humbling. <laughs> this is where I came Coming from. Coming back home. I know. And I was like driving my old car here because my, my oh, Tesla yeah. is in California, obviously, because I live in LA now for anybody who doesn't know. And so I'm like driving my old car. I'm like, wow, this is so cute. So <laughs> I started my business as a manifestation mentor and create, being this spiritual content creator almost three years ago, about two and a half years ago. And how I kind of got into all of it was like, I had this major spiritual awakening when I was 19 years old. I had a really traumatic childhood where a lot of things went wrong. Um, my parents split. My dad was in prison, like the whole nine yards. I've lived alone ever since I was 15 years old, um, which taught me to be like fiercely independent. But I also resented everybody around around me for forcing me into this life where I had to take care of myself. And I remember being so negative, like a self-proclaimed pessimist. I would tell, I remember my mom being like, why are you so negative? And I told her, well, I'm a pessimist. That's what we do. You know, like that's my brand. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so weird. Like knowing me now, like so positive and like energetic all the time. It's really strange. But before my spiritual awakening, I had basically hit rock bottom and I was so depressed and I was like working all the time doing school and just like unhappy. And I went on this study abroad trip. And before I left, I just looked myself in the mirror one day and thought, something has to change and it has to start with me. I have no clue where I got that from. It was just a divine download from the universe, I guess. Nobody around me was really speaking positive propaganda, but I listened to it and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go on this study abroad trip. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to gossip. I'm not going to say anything negative the entire time. And that changed my life because your mindset is the whole way your world works, right? Like the when you change your mindset, when you change how you look at the world, the world you look at changes. I love that quote so much. Don't know who it's by. It's not me. <laughs> I wish it was. Um, but that really changed my entire perspective. So when I came back from my study abroad trip in France, I lost some friends because they just weren't aligned with me anymore. People I had bonded over mutual dislikings of people in high school, you know, like just petty shit. Um, So the time that I used to spend with those friends, I started diving into spirituality and manifestation and mindset, doing a lot of journaling, um, a lot of yoga, things like that, and just learning and learning and learning. 
till one day, again, I looked in the mirror and I was like, holy fuck, my whole life has changed. I have to teach people this. And that's how I started my business. And all of that was done in my college apartment in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, And a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, Nebraska is so boring. And I'm like, yes, it is. So I did something about it and traveled the world. And every time I traveled, Mm -hmm. I got a new perspective, which I know you both agree on so Mm -hmm. much. It's like you learn so much about yourself and the world around you. Um, So I really took that opportunity that I didn't vibe with Nebraska. So I was going to go find places that I did vibe with. And that taught me so, so much. Um, And just over time, I always share content about what I'm going through. That's how I grew my entire business, my entire podcast. Every week when I sit down to record, I'm just sharing on the lessons that I'm going through personally. And I think that's why my podcast has grown so much because it's super relatable. I'm like... Yeah, you're so real. Yeah, I'm just like, yo, I had a meltdown. Like, this is what I did. Or like, I was super fucking mad. And this is the process I took myself through. Like, I just share it all because I think that is so helpful to see and to understand. And when I started learning about manifestation, I felt like nobody was showing the full the full picture. So I started to do that. And transparency always wins, you know, mm-hmm. being fucking real always wins. And so that really grew my business. And then last year I got to move to LA and where the vibes Ooh. are always high. <laughs> and yeah, so now I just live out in LA and I'm running my business and it's super magical. I feel like that was a very important level up for you to get out there. Oh my God. It was so important. And like, it was, it's funny because I always knew I would live in LA my whole life ever before I even visited my, my entire life plan. I was always going to work in fashion. So when I was in school, I was studying fashion in French because I was like, oh, I'm going to be 50, 50 Paris, LA, whatever, like working for Louis Vuitton or something super bougie. And then my business kind of just came to me, right? Like it wasn't anything I was seeking out. It was like a moment where I was like, I have to do this. Like if all of this changed my shitty fucking life, I could change so many people's lives who have it worse than me, who don't have it as bad and still need that mindset improving. Like I'm sitting on, on a gold mine of knowledge and I cannot keep this to myself. And Anyway, so I just had to share all of that. But living in LA really shifted things for me because I always felt out of place in Nebraska. I never felt like I fit in. I never really vibed with a lot of people here. And so I was super miserable. And I remember even when my business was going really well and I was making a lot of money and I had my Tesla, like I remember like sitting in the Hy-Vee parking lot, charging my car, like crying, feeling like I was so empty, like unfulfilled. And so I had to figure out what that was. And it was this deep sense of not feeling good enough for people here. And that was something I had to heal in myself, you know, moving Mm -hmm. isn't going to change that. But I healed that. And then I ended up moving, you know, probably a year after and found like all the perfect aligned friends. And shocker, a lot of them are new friends who live in Nebraska. And I'm like, damn it. You're like, they were here all along. You guys are here all along with the fuck. But (laughs) everything's in divine timing and it's always this journey. So, but moving to LA was definitely a key thing for me. It was something that I had always wanted to do. And it was a huge like cross off the manifestation list for me. The way I describe to Clay, I'm always like, this is my friend that does this because he's really bad with names. I'm yeah. always like uh, tapping Michaela. And he's always like, yeah, 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 tapping Michaela. <laughs> oh my one time we were sitting in um, the Casey's parking lot and he like went inside to get snacks and he came back out and I was just like tapping to one of your TikToks in the car and he was like, what are you doing? 
That's amazing. You're just like, nothing. Hot rich in that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so if you guys don't know, Michaela has a huge TikTok presence too. And she gives tons of tips and videos on there. So one of her things that has kind of grown you a lot was your tapping videos. Do you want to talk about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So EFT tapping is an amazing tool for your mindset and for manifesting. So EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques. And what that even means is like you're tapping on certain spaces on your face and on your body to release emotions. And that's why it's a release mechanism. What The way I like to describe it to people is it's like energetic... Um, What's that? Acupuncture. I'm like, what's Mm. the word? I almost said aromatherapy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, it's energetic acupuncture. And so it just releases any heavy feelings. If you're feeling sad, you can tap on it. If you're feeling angry, you can tap on it. If you need more confidence, you can tap on it. Basically solves anything, everything. And one reason why I love it so much is because you can walk away from a 30-second or a five-minute tapping session feeling like a brand new person. It really, really changes things. And I love doing them on TikTok because you can do, like I said, a quick 30-second yeah. or one-minute one and just start off your day in the perfect vibration. So if you guys want to you know, see them, you have to like get the visual to see me where I'm tapping on the spaces on my face. But you're basically reciting affirmations to yourself. And there's a couple ways you can do it. My TikToks are a lot of positive affirmation ones where you're just like programming your energy to be a bad bitch for the day or, you know, like boosting your energy levels in the morning, raising your confidence. But you can also do it as almost like a form of therapy or release for you. So if you're having a really bad day, you're going to tap on the same points. You're like, you know, I feel like fucking shit today. I feel so bad, right? You would be tapping on all the points, just walking yourself through the story and talking it out. Like this kind of went wrong at work and I got in this fight with my boyfriend and get it out of your system. Because with mindset work, that's something that people forget a lot is that we have to get that stuff out out of our system. And it's not just about being positive all the time. It's about releasing the heavy energy so you have space for higher vibration emotions. So tapping is a huge, huge tool to do that because you can tap tap yourself through the story and then you can tap yourself into how you want to feel after you release that energy. How did you even come about that? I know a lot of people who do, who are like certified in tapping. So you can get like a certification. Oh, kind of like certified in Reiki. Yes, exactly. So usually it's coupled with neuro-linguistic reprogramming, which is a way just to, it's just different techniques to reprogram your mind. Um, like literally your brain. So it's super sciencey, but it's typically coupled in with that. And I have a lot of friends who do it. I love on YouTube, just some bonus resources for you guys for longer ones. I love Brad Yates. He's really well known. And Gala Darling, she has a lot of like bad bitch tappings, like definitely my vibe. And I just loved all of their videos. I had a lot of people in my life talking about them. And I'm like, okay, what is this? And it always, always changed my energy. It's great for manifesting money too, because I feel like with manifesting money, We often have a lot of money blocks and just when you're, I don't know, maybe when you're trying to get a new job or you want to, you know, whatever you're doing, we feel a lot of pressure. And I, I always felt that, especially as like a creative entrepreneur, it's so easy to put pressure on ourselves to do everything perfectly and to keep doing like, I have to find a way. So as soon as I found out about EFT, I was like, oh, I'm in there, baby. (laughs) This is for me. (laughs) With your money ones, I almost feel like your podcast needs to be like comma money now in it too. (laughs) Because when I think of you, I think of money as well. And I've been posting (laughs) about like you're inspiring me through not being afraid of money. I've posted that a few times on my stories. I'm like, follow Michaela. Like she makes money not seem so tabooed. Mm -hmm. And I just always personally had this thought of like, okay, 
I was stereotyping me in my little box. Like I own a little secondhand vintage shop. Like I can't act like I'm doing too well. I have to like Mm. keep it humble. And (laughs) I feel like you're just really good at being like, no, you can still like be a life coach or like do whatever Mm -hmm. and charge the right price and flex like a little bit. Like you worked hard. You're working every day. Exactly. And I find that when we are, I think we're just afraid to step on people's toes. Yes, We are afraid it's going to come off the wrong way. And the way I approach it is like, if I buy a new Louis Vuitton bag and I feel like sharing it on my Instagram story, I'm going to because that's going to inspire somebody. Like I come from Nebraska from a dirt poor family that was on food stamps. My dad was in prison. Like, and now I like live in a luxury building in LA. I drive a Tesla and I have a whole bunch of designer shit and like own a very, very successful business with the best clients I could ever ask for. Like That is going to inspire people. And so any moment I feel a bit uncomfortable, like I went on a shopping spree last month and like bought a Dior bag and a Dior ring and like a YSL bag. And I'm like, oh, maybe I won't do an unboxing because like this is a lot in one day. Like maybe that'll be overwhelming. And I'm like, no, fuck that. People want to see this stuff. (laughs) Because some people think it's so out of reach or that it's not going to be possible for them. But I'm like, if I can do it, everybody can. Literally. I promise. Okay, if someone wants to manifest money, or like change their mindset on how they feel about money, what is the first step? The first step is looking at what do you believe to be true about money right now? And I like to look at specifically what do you believe to be true when it comes to receiving money, right? Because when we're manifesting money, we really want to call it into our lives. So we have to look at how we expect to receive. And so I would ask yourself, how do I expect to receive money? As simple as that. And, you know, write it bullet point down. Maybe it's only, you know, every two weeks on a Friday when you get your paycheck. Maybe it's like, okay, paycheck and a birthday card. Maybe it's only holidays. Maybe it's like, oh, sometimes I find pennies on the ground and then paychecks, right? And you start to see, oh, that is how I receive money because that's what I'm expecting. And there are so many ways that we can manifest money outside of that. You can get random checks in the mail. People could send you money. Like you can get a raise. You can get bonuses. I have a client who manifested like a $30,000 bonus at one of her jobs out of nowhere during the pandemic, right? Like unheard of. And it's just like, you have to be open to receiving. So the first step is looking at how do I expect to receive right now? And then shifting that into like, how do I want to receive, right? You want to always be open for money to come into your life. And you're probably listening like, Michaela, what the fuck does that mean? It's like just (laughs) vibrating with money. So going into that, it's kind of like, how do you feel when you get paid, right? Like on a nice payday, when it hits your bank account, like you feel, you feel great. You're like, okay, I could go shopping. Like I'm going to go get my, you know, like bougie organic groceries. Like I'm going to do this, this and that. You feel good when you have like a juicy bank account. And it's like, how can you feel that way every single day? That's how you get on the vibration of money. So it's get your expectations in the right place and then get your vibration in the right place. And the last thing I always like adding with manifesting anything is we have to take action. This is so forgotten. Different teachers and people who don't fully understand how to teach manifestation is like, there's going to be real world action you take with it because we live on a 3D planet. Like you're spending 3D money and buying 3D things. You got to take 3D action, but it's not you trying hard. It's not you trying to make it happen. When you do the work around expectations, when you do the work around feeling into the vibration of money, you're just going to know the next logical step to take. It's just going to come to you. And you get to trust that that's going to be good enough to call in whatever you are intending. So that's like your mini money master 
class. Go do your homework, everybody. <laughs> you guys really want to know more. She has a course called Seven Days to the Monets. I do. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Seven Days to the Monets. I actually did took myself through that course when I manifested my Tesla. Yeah, you have to tell that whole story. Oh it's my so relevant right now. It's so wild. Okay, yeah. so I had decided in 2019, I wanted a brand new car. It was like driving my Ford Fusion, fully functional, fully normal. But I'm like, this is not a boss bitch car. That was my favorite part when you said that. You were like, I just don't roll up in the, like the old Ford Fusion and no. think like, this is it. <laughs> I know, I'm like, okay. I run like an over six figure business and I'm driving a Ford Fusion like from 2008. This is not the vibe. We are literally the same yeah, like because my Chrysler is an 08 they're both 08s and yep it's time for the upgrade um so I was like <laughs> all right I want a Tesla here we go and I just like on a whim ordered it online um because it's like $2,500 to put the deposit down then I'm, I decided I was going to lease it and at the time I was 21 years old didn't have that much of a credit was making a lot of money but self-employed so the paperwork is always confusing and instantly they were like we are not leasing you this fucking car like this is <laughs> not certain at all and I don't come from a family where anybody can co-sign for me so that wasn't an option they were like look for a third-party lender who will basically sponsor your lease all of them said no as well and I was almost out like fully exhausted all of my options and then my best friend Caleb was like you know what if I co-signed and I was like you don't work full-time in college. He has a great credit score because he's had credit a lot longer than I have. I make a lot of money, average credit score from not having it very long. It was just like, it made no fucking sense to <laughs> 21-year-olds on the application. Somehow by the grace of goddess, they accepted the application. <laughs> um, and they're like, great, you can pick up your car next week. And I'm like, awesome, sign the paperwork. The next day, they send me my lease terms and they were like, JK, you're going to pay half your lease upfront in cash, 10 grand in seven days. And I was like, I don't have button savings right now. <laughs> I was expecting to pay like three grand or something for the other half of the deposit, like it was suggested online. But since we had such a quote unquote risky application, <laughs> they wanted me to pay half of it up front. And so I had no choice but to manifest $10,000 in seven days. So coming back to the seven days of the money's course, this is the exact process I took myself through to manifest the money in seven days. We really dove deep on like my limiting beliefs and my ideas about money, my ideas about receiving and shadow work, like going so ham on what I can have and deserving work. And one thing that really came up for me is just like, I can have things because I want them not because I need them. The whole Because the whole car was like, it was a want. It wasn't It doesn't have to be conditional. Exactly. It doesn't need to be conditional. It doesn't need to be a justification every single time. And I had to really work through that. And I remember going through the week and my boyfriend starting to get stressed, just starting to be like, <laughs> Michaela, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, and I'm like, I'm just going to trust. It's fine. I'm fine. And I wasn't taking any different action in my business other than what I normally do. And the day before the money was due, I had signed a new client who paid in full, which was the exact amount that I needed for the car. And I was like, of course, thank you. <laughs> so and now I have the course seven days of the money is to teach that exact process because it's worked for me so many times and so many of my clients. I'm like, oh my God. Again, just sitting on a gold mine of knowledge. And that's how I do everything in my world. It's like, I just take myself through it and then I share it with other people. Like not just pulling the shit out of my ass, you guys. Like this yeah, is done. Did it. done. And like, if you follow mm -hmm. Michaela on Instagram, like these stories are not few and far between. They're every day on your stories, you know, sharing screenshots of crazy mm -hmm. things happening. Like, or just if, even if you read anything or look into manifestation, like this stuff happens all the time. Can you like explain mm -hmm. to me why it works? 
Because I am just oh like, gosh, yeah. even when I manifest things, like me and Allison had our 2021 goals podcast and I was like, I want 100,000 TikTok followers. And then what, two weeks later? And like, you blew I it out of manif- water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> I know this works, but like why? Yeah. The why or the how that manifestation works is that we live in a vibrational reality, you know, like our, all five of our senses are just translating frequencies, right? Like our eyes are just translating the frequency that we see. And, you know, when you tune in into the radio, once it's on this certain radio station, then you hear the music and in between it's fuzzy. When we're manifesting something in a very intentional and energetic way, we're just tuning into that radio station. So once you hit the radio station, once you're on that vibration consistently that your manifestation is on, that's when it snaps in. And that goes back to the practice I was saying earlier with money manifesting. It's like, how does money feel for you? When it drops in your bank account, how do you feel on payday? That's the radio station. That's the vibration that we're always tuning into. And there's a law of the universe. There's these 12 immutable laws. It's kind of like the law of gravity, but spiritual edition. And one of them is law of attraction, which a lot of people think is the same as manifestation, but it's actually not. It's just tied in with the manifesting process. And it basically just states that like attracts like in the universe. So the second you're on that radio station frequency, you're attracting what's on the other side. It's like in a radio sense, attracting what is that actual radio station playing. When you're on that same vibration as money, you're attracting that level of money, whatever it is. And that's just how it works. And our brains as humans, we don't like to accept that because we're like, oh, that's too simple. But it's it's the truth and it works. It fucking works. I think you said another tactic that you use. I don't know. Is that the right word? Yeah. Tactic? Yeah, totally. Along with your car and other things is you like visualize yourself doing those mm. things. Like when you're talking about your Tesla, like that podcast yes. episode was so good. You're like, I pictured myself, you know, going to pick up the car, driving in the car, washing the car, filling yes. it up with gas, like to actually put yourself in the, even the mindset that that is something you can have. Yeah. That is so huge for me because I'm a very visual person. And so visualization is not going to be everybody's favorite, but it's a great thing to do if you feel like you're a very visual person. And it's exactly what you just explained. You're just seeing yourself in the manifestation, right? So if you're manifesting money, what are you manifesting the money for? Like who fucking cares about numbers in a bank account? What is it for? Is it a house? Is it a car? Is it, you know, whatever it is. Is it finally seeing you paid off all your student loans? Like what is that for you? And seeing that moment, or if you're manifesting like a significant other, where, how are you guys spending your time together? Like, are you going on picnics? Are you traveling? Are you living together? Seeing that for yourself. It's so huge because what it's doing, Doing, it's, it's tricking your subconscious mind to get on board with your conscious mind. Your conscious mind is the one that wants the certain things. It wants the car and the boyfriend and the money and the job and, you know, the bags and, and also the happiness. You know, we're talking a lot about physical things, but this goes for emotions as well, right? And so that's the conscious mind that wants these things. The subconscious holds these beliefs and the expectations we were talking about earlier, kind of like your default settings. So when you visualize, you trick the subconscious because it actually can't tell what's real and what's fake. So the more you do it, the more it thinks it's real. And what that does is it triggers a different part of your brain called the reticular activating system. And that's part of your brain that looks for these things in your life. So your subconscious is like, oh, Michaela's driving a Tesla. Michaela's sitting in the Tesla. Michaela's washing the Tesla. We have a Ford Fusion outside. I'm confused. I'm going to start looking for the Tesla. And so it starts lining things up for you vibrationally so you get steps closer to the Tesla, which is crazy that our brains work in that way. But it just shows how intuitive we are and like how fucking magical we are. 
It really does. And I'm going to even vouch, like I haven't taken one of your actual programs, but Michaela shops a lot at the store. We just DM each other a lot. Yeah. Like, I don't know, we're always like in contact. Yeah. And I told the little story of how I got my car, like, right before you came on. Mm-hmm. So I did get a new car, you but I have it. so much thanks that I need to give to you because until I opened myself up even to the possibility of getting a new car, yeah. I just wasn't even an option. I was like, no, I have to drive this thing until it literally breaks down. <laughs> and it was like, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. Like you deserve a new car. It's okay. And so I listened to, well, actually I just like went to your Spotify playlist yeah. of podcasts and I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to listen to today. And the one right at the top <laughs> was like how I manifested my Tesla. And obviously I got to drive in it too. So I yeah. was like, oh my God. And like, whoa. I have to listen. Right. And then that's Clay like totaled his car. We mm-hmm. went and looked at new cars. And until this all happened, like in the same week, I wasn't even like open to the possibility of getting a new car. Yeah. And it just all happened. Just so fast. Place. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me so happy. That's so good. So, yeah, and thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It's also you breaking that pattern, the idea of like, I have to use it until it wears out, right? We think about that with a lot of different things. And that's not really a high vibe pattern to have in our mm-hmm. life because we start to accept things that are lower standards just because we want to make sure we get the use out of it. And we don't need, remember, this is a need pattern mm-hmm. again. I don't need something new. So by you getting a new car, you're just kind of like saying fuck you to that old pattern, which we love. Absolutely. And I think that goes with personal goals. Like I can't do this thing until I get to that place or until I've done this or until it's spring or mm-hmm. whatever. I feel yeah. like you could talk a lot about that with like the 75 hard. Obviously, I feel oh, like yeah. 75 hard is a little flux. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. what does that mean to you? People will find every fucking excuse in the book to not do something and I just will find every reason why to do it and that's my thing like if you want it bad enough go do it fuck your excuses excuses are so boring Like one thing I tell my clients all the time, if they're making an excuse or they're, you know, speaking about limiting beliefs, I'm like, why are you fighting in favor of your limitations? Yeah. Like why are you sticking up for them? Yeah. Why are you fighting in favor of your limitations? I wish I could tattoo that on all of my clients' foreheads. (laughs) (laughs) They hear it from me enough. It really gets instilled in their subconscious. But it's so important because as humans, we think like, okay, when I have money, I'll go on the vacations and then I'll be happy and then I'll rest. It doesn't work that way. It works the other way around. As we've talked about, you have to tap into that vibration first. So if you are really craving like rest or freedom or happiness, you have to figure out how to create that right now. Okay, so you decide, I'm going to be happy. What does that look like for you? Does that look like you are more self-expressed? Does that look like you have more energy? Does that look like you're around your friends more? What does that look like for you? Go do those things. And sometimes when we think about these vibrations, like when I think about feeling bougie. It's like, yeah, I'm like living in a huge fucking mansion with, you know, 15 cars outside my house. Can I go buy that right now? No. But (laughs) what can I do right now to feel, to create those feelings of feeling bougie? It's all about what can I do right now to make this happen? And then the things you thought you had to have before start to magically appear. Like the car stuff just all starts to line up because you are now open to it. You're not waiting on the perfect time or the perfect circumstances because that doesn't exist. And with 75 hard, one huge thing that it taught me is that the things that we do when it's inconvenient is really what shows us who we are because it's not always going to be convenient. It's not always going to be easy and fun, right? But when you do 
it when it's inconvenient, that's that's how you show the world who you are. And with 75 Hard, it's obviously a program where you are focusing on your mental toughness every single day for 75 days. And I'm doing the whole Live Hard program, which is like, it's basically 75 Hard on and off for the entire year. And it really kicks your ass because you go through like 30 day phases of not doing it. And then you have to get yourself back into the routine and you're like, fuck, I have to now do two workouts a day again and I have to do five other million things. Um, Okay, great. But it's not always fucking convenient. You just have to figure out, do I want it bad enough or am I just going to sit here and fight for my limitations? For anyone that doesn't know what 75 Heart is, do you want to tell them the specs? Yeah, yeah. 75 Heart is a program that is created by a man named Andy Frisella, this absolute fucking powerhouse entrepreneur. He lives in St. Louis, actually. Um, Yeah, (laughs) he does. He has a huge house. (laughs) Um, But 75 Heart is a program for 75 days. You work out twice a day. 45 minutes each. One of the workouts has to be outdoors. You would drink a gallon of water every single day, take a progress picture every single day, read 10 pages of a personal development or business-minded book specifically so you can grow your mindset. You have to follow a diet, um, any diet of your choice that just supports your health and fitness goals. No alcohol, drugs, no cheat days, nothing for the 75 days. I think that covers all of it. (laughs) I'm like, I think that's all the things. And there's like other phases where in the full year-long program where there's even more like cold showers and powerless tasks. And like one of them, we actually have to do 10 minutes of visualization every single day. That's something that Andy swears by. And you guys, he's in like a nine-figure entrepreneur. So if, you, if you're if you not taking my visualization seriously, take it from him, okay? He's the proof. <laughs> he has a Rolls Royce, okay? Listen to him. <laughs> but yeah, it's a very, very intense program for 75 days. And it has a lot of fitness aspects, but it's really about discipline, mental toughness. One of my favorite things that you shared ever on your story was I take cold showers because it's the hardest thing I do mm. in the day. Oh my gosh, I could talk about that forever. Hi, yeah, I started taking cold showers for two reasons uh, last summer. One, it's the hardest thing I do all day long because, God, it's fucking painful. It's so hard. It's so hard. And I'm anemic, <laughs> so I'm always cold. Oh and then gosh. I put myself in a fucking freezing shower every day. Um, <laughs> I know it's pretty brutal, but it's the hardest thing I do all day. So when I get out of that shower, you, nothing can really face me. Nothing can face me. And it's very, very difficult to face me. Anyways, I'm just solid. Yeah. Also with that, <laughs> when we were driving, I was like, what happens like if the Tesla runs out of, uh, I don't know, energy is what you just call it, energy charge. charge. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I don't know. Just we'd have to get like a tow truck. And I'm like, doesn't that scare you? And she's like, no, I don't feel fear. <laughs> I don't feel human emotions. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel human fears. Um, <laughs> it's something I've programmed out of myself. Um, I, you know, we could do a whole spiritual spiritual episode, but where I talk about how I literally don't feel human ever. So you don't experience human fears. It's, yeah, it's honestly a great thing. Why did you feel like you needed to program fear out of your life? Like what benefit? Oh man, I do. Fear, fear is just such a joke, right? (laughs) Like it's just such a waste of time. And the things that we worry about, right? I think the thing we experience most often as humans are negative what ifs. Mm -hmm. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if it doesn't work? What if I look stupid? What if somebody judges me? What if I'm canceled? What if somebody's mad? We worry about that shit all the time. I literally 0.01% is going to happen 
of that. Yeah, I that. saw some TikTok that was like, as humans, that fear was put in for people back in the day when they were mm. about to get eaten alive by like tigers <laughs> and other people like coming to stab them in their cave. Like now, what's the scariest thing that's actually probably going to happen to us in our right. daily lives? Exactly. It's like, so we're just spending all this energy on irrational fears for no fucking reason. And when we understand that we live in a vibrational reality and like how I feel, I'm curating my vibration is the most important thing that I do all day, every day. And so I don't allow myself to waste it on fears and negative what ifs. That's a literal waste of my energy when it could be going towards my manifestations and really making sure I'm an energetic match for like my like millionaire Michaela is kind of like what I'm tapping into every day now. And so fear was just like something I'm always taking out of my mind because a huge piece of my work is working on your limiting beliefs. So it is a lot of those what ifs. What if I can't do it? How am I going to do it? Is this even possible for me? What are people going to think? That's like the basis of my work is really clearing all of that out. And I've just done it consistently for three, four years now that it's really no, not a part of me. And anytime it comes up, I can shift it super quick because of all of the work that I've done. But it is to the point where I almost don't feel human anymore because I don't feel faced by anything. I, I am in a very proactive state about my life because of all the inner work I've done. I was even with my mom yesterday and she was, we were like at Blue Sushi. She was getting really upset because it was taking a long time. And I was like, mom, you're being very reactive right now. It's okay. We need to raise the standard. It's going to be all right. Like it's fine. <laughs> I'm just like, I cannot be bothered to waste my emotions in, in areas that aren't going to happen or that I have no control over. So that's why I started to really deprogram that out. And like, when I say I don't feel like a human, I a hundred percent feel like an alien. So that's like what I would replace that with. <laughs> People are probably like, well, if you don't feel like a human, what do you feel like? And it's an alien or an angel. One of the two. Take your pick. An alien angel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sent from a different galaxy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Actually, the star is serious if we want to talk about past lives, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> that's for the part two of our four-part series. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many pieces to it. I wanted to ask like, Okay, isn't it crazy that it's been three years since you've had all... Like, that's not that much time, right? I know. It's wild. How much you've changed (laughs) in such a short amount of time. If someone has a negative mindset or they're surrounded by negative people, like I know personally, like... I had one of my best friends, like we kind of just like aren't friends anymore Mm. over the summer. And then after, you know, that negative mindset that was so close to me got out of my life, like the best things happened to me. And it sucked Mm. because I didn't want that to necessarily happen. But then, you know, blessings came tenfold after that kind of, you know, was released from me. How does someone Mm -hmm. realize that they need to have a mindset change either with themselves or the people around them? And how do they get to that? Yeah, I think it's so interesting. You said that you left your life and everything started to come in. It's because you were just more energetically open after that. You were people like that. And even just things, you know, people, negative thoughts, things that cloud our mind, excuses, limitations. It just takes up all this energetic space. And we have to have the capacity to hold and handle our manifestations. And it's funny because for a long time, I was always like, well, like obviously my business grew very, very quickly right off of the bat. But I was like, oh, why isn't it growing faster and faster and faster? You know, we always want to go to the next level. And I've realized over time, it couldn't have grown any faster than it did because I wouldn't have been able to handle it. Mm -hmm. So that's 
that's a huge lesson. But if back to your actual question, I just had to throw that in. Um, <laughs> people know when they want to change in their life, when they're unhappy with what's going on, or they're unhappy in themselves. You know, for me, I was so just unhappy about my life. And I was like, something's got to fucking give because I am not, the real moment I had was like, I'm not going to live my entire life feeling like this. Like, this is ridiculous. When I saw so many people around me living happy lives, I was like, why Why not me, you know? And why not me in an empowering way? Like, you know, why not me live that happy life? Like, let's make it happen. And so the first steps that I would take and when it comes to changing your life is look at, take inventory. What's making you unhappy right now? And I think people, when it comes to mindset manifestation, are almost a little bit timid to look at the things they're unhappy with because they're like, oh yeah, well, you focus and expand like the bad, but how do you know what to fix when you don't know what's wrong? You know, it's like trying to put in a new part in a car when you don't know what's broken. It doesn't make any sense. So look at what what feels off in your life, what patterns aren't serving you. Let's say you're like all in on the gym and then you completely fall off for three months. That doesn't serve you. That doesn't serve your health. That doesn't serve your energy. That's something that we need to start to change. Okay, you hang out with this group of people. When you leave, you feel fucking exhausted. That has to change. And I'm at this Mm -hmm. standard in my life. And I truly believe everybody gets to this point or everybody can where every single interaction, every single thing I do should leave me with more energy than I came in with. Oh my gosh. I loved that podcast that you did about that is people be like, oh, I just don't have any energy to go to the gym. I don't have energy to do X, Y, Z. And you were like, no, those are your energy givers. You Mm. have to do those things to get the energy. Oh my gosh. Yes. I could talk about that forever. And we think that like, oh, okay, if I'm going to balance work and school and the social life and working out, like it's going to be too much. I'm going to be exhausted. No, you're going to feel thriving. And of course, you're going to need your self-care time. Make sure you're sleeping. Make sure you're eating the right foods to fuel your body so you don't burn yourself out. But you get so much energy from that. Like working out gives you endorphins in your body and that makes you thrive. Like eating foods that are healthy and energize you, even if it takes you longer to cook them, that gives you more energy. Hanging out with friends who are high vibrational, that gives you energy. And it's like doing those things is what's going to build you up. So stop avoiding them. Yeah. I think that's probably the biggest change that I've implemented in the last year is not thinking that those things are taking away from my time. Mm. But like a 30 minute workout literally gives me more energy motivation. I'm just like moving quicker than if I'm just like sitting there all day feeling sluggish and bad about myself. A hundred percent. Any time in the day when I'm thinking like, okay, why do I feel bad about X, Y, Z? Then it's like so easy to just do nothing about it. But you're like, or if I did this mm-hmm. and actually fixed it, I would probably feel better than just sitting here and moping on it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The avoidance pattern is like the number one coping mechanism for humans. And it's like, I remember so many times in college because I was running my business full time while also being in school full time. And I remember being like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do for work. I have so much to do for class and this, this, and that. And I would get overwhelmed and then I would do nothing. I would do nothing mm-hmm. and I'd just sit there and think about it. It just makes you feel worse. It does. It doesn't help anything. Mm-mm. It just piles on even deeper. Yeah. And it just drains your energy and then you're running out of time and you're really just wasting everything away. And I think that's so stupid. And that's actually, oh my gosh, that was another reason why I started taking cold showers is to break my avoidance pattern. I had such a bad one. And you know, it's not like we set out to have that pattern. A lot of times it's learned. I learned it from my parents growing up. They avoided a lot of different things. And I was very aware of that. And 
And I did all the inner work to shift it. But for some reason, I just couldn't get over that hump. And I said, all right, there's got to be a physical aspect to this because if I, if the energetics aren't clearing it fully, there's a physical action that needs to be taken. So I started taking cold showers because when you're in the cold shower, there is no avoiding that water. You're just in there, (laughs) baby. You're just in there. And that broke my avoidance pattern probably within a week. Crazy. Do Mm. your jumpies have anything to do with that? Or is that just energy? (laughs) My jumpies are energy. So that's a great thing to add on with the idea that like things would take away our energy. Cause like I go to the gym every morning um, when I'm at home at seven in the morning and then I come back and then I go on a walk and I get coffee and that's probably like another 35 minutes. And then I come back and then I jump on my trampoline for like five to 10 minutes in my apartment because all of that gives me so much energy. And then also just like, how fun is it to jump on a trampoline? Like it's just like in your house. Yeah. Thrilling. Like, you always just look like such a vibe. When oh you're my jumping. God. <laughs> I just like have Spotify on. I'm like looking at my palm trees outside the window, just like jumping around with the coffee. It's a vibe, you know, and anything, even though it's like so silly, it's such a vibe for me. And that's what we have to learn to find more of in our life. Like, what is a vibe for you? What makes you feel on? And it doesn't matter what that is. You know, coming back to the luxury conversation, maybe you feel on just like driving in a van through the whole US. Maybe you feel on like sitting in first class. Maybe you feel on when you're jumping on a trampoline with like five-year-olds, you know, like it doesn't (laughs) fucking matter what is a vibe for you. And how can you incorporate more of those moments in your life, in your every single day? Going off of something you said a little bit ago, it made mm-hmm. me think, yes, we want to achieve our happy life, but I also think it's possible to be to feel happy, but not feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where I was in the darker parts of my, I mean, I never really had like really dark times, mm-hmm. but I've always been a pretty happy person. But especially like after college, you can be like, I'm just not fulfilled. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is that I'm missing or what I feel empty about. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips about like trying to hone in on what... <laughs> How to fix this. How to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Please help. Yeah. One of, yes. One of my favorite entrepreneurs, um, his name is Ed Milet. I'm obsessed with him. He's a podcaster. He's absolutely fabulous. Him and Andy, the guy who runs 75 Hard, have this very exclusive business program that I'm a part yes, of. Yes. Yes, you are. Manifest to that. that shit. That's awesome. Thank you. Literally less than a 5% acceptance rate. And I was, You're I got crazy. accepted in a day. I was like, yes. No surprise. <laughs> I was like, of course. I was like shopping in Zara and I got the acceptance email. And I'm like, well, let's go get tacos to celebrate. (laughs) Uh, But Ed Milet always talks about this and he calls it blissful dissatisfaction. He always says that he's extremely grateful for his life, but he's always somewhat dissatisfied because he's ready to go to the next level. And especially as creatives and entrepreneurs and just like ambitious fucking people, we always have the next thing we want to achieve. Yeah, you're Um, never comfortable. Exactly. And if you're comfortable, you're fucking boring. So wake up and do something with your life. Um, (laughs) I just cannot with the comfort zone. I cannot. Actually, I have a rule. I have a rule for my life that anything that scares me, I have to do it. And at this point, I mean, nothing scares me anymore. So I like don't have to do anything like this very often. The last time I had like an actual like human fear was a year ago, like last New Year's. And I was really afraid to cut my hair. So I chopped off my hair. Um, And that was like the last human fear I remember having. But I'm with you though. I like it. I think people think I'm crazy. Like Mm -hmm. there's this really dark tunnel over by Jordan's. And one night I was like, I just want to walk through it in the dead of night just to prove (laughs) that I can do it. And Clay's like, no, we're not doing that. And I was like, nah, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go do it. 100% me. It's like, we always want to be challenging ourselves. I think that really goes back to it. And it's interesting you use the word like unfulfilled because for me, success is fulfillment. And so for me, it's really important to feel fulfilled in everything I do, but there is the level of dissatisfaction 
action, knowing that there's always going to be the next thing. And I think that's fine. It's what drives us, you know, and even, even driving us to find deeper fulfillment all of the time, I think is so important. And that's just going to require you to continue to be inspired, continue to go bigger with your life, continue to get outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. And you can be grateful for what you have and appreciate mm-hmm. all of the things that you have currently and still want reach for the next, you know, milestone. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're not happy with what's going on. Like, even with my mm-hmm. old car, like I was happy with her. Like she was yeah. fine. She was getting me from point A to point B. <laughs> but now I'm more fulfilled mm-hmm. with something that I know I can drive to California and is going to get me there. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I'll come back. Yeah. We can drive our cars around. Oh my God. It's so fun. <laughs> yes. And I love this conversation conversation too, because it's something, a really big thing that I've had a shift around this year is that like, I always understood the concept of like, it gets better and better and better and better, like life and love and money and excitement and friendships. Like it always gets to go deeper. But I really understood that on like an energetic or feelings level this year where I'm like, oh, I feel healthy. I feel energized. I feel on top of my game. I feel inspired. I feel like in love with my life. And that gets to keep going. And one thing that just like a random like shadow limiting belief thing that I've been working on personally lately a lot is like having conversations with people where my life's going fucking awesome and being okay with talking about that, you know, because there are a lot of people, especially my age. So if everybody doesn't know, I'm 23 years old. Um, you know, half people my age have it figured out and a lot of them don't have shit figured out and mm-hmm. that's okay. We're all at different journeys in our life. But I have a lot of shit figured out. And so it can be uncomfortable talking with people that I've known forever. And like, they, you know, they're still figuring it out and it's totally okay. And then they're like, how are you? And I'm like, I'm great. I'm, I'm great. in the best shape of my life. <laughs> I, I'm very happy. I have the best friends. My apartment's beautiful. I have a great car. And it's like, and I feel amazing and it gets to keep getting better. So I just think that is so important. Like we're always working on the next thing. We're always deepening our emotions. We're always deepening our relationship with ourselves, spirituality, friends, whatever. And we have to become more comfortable that that is the normal to always feel good and continue to strive for feeling better. One of the last questions I wanted to ask, what are three of the biggest things you have learned? Like what are three of the biggest aha moments that you just feel like everybody needs to know? Three biggest ahas. Or just if you could only give three tips to everybody forever. Yeah. What would they be? Oh my goodness. Okay. The very first thing I would say is only ever follow your intuition. And when it comes to your intuition, that's like your gut knowing, right? That's like the part of you that just knows instantly, that has all of the answers, that tells you what you want to do, what you don't want to do. And a lot of people will ask me like, what is my intuition and what is like me just overthinking or me quote unquote like making something up? And I, I always tell people, stop questioning it. Questioning it is making it confusing. If you get a gut feeling, just go with it. Don't overanalyze. And so one of my biggest tips is to only ever follow your intuition. It's always right. It's always fucking right. And it's going to lead you to the path that is the easiest for you. And that's going to feel the best. Like even last night, I was like in a mood, um, just like full transparency as, as I do. My mom yesterday like took me back to our childhood home, which was like super Whoa. traumatic for me. Um, and we just like drove by to show her boyfriend. And um, I have not been there since because my our house was foreclosed. Um, and it was just like very heavy. That's where I like lived alone since I was 15. And it was just, I was not energetically prepared to go back there. So it was super triggering. So I was having like a really weird night last night. And I just had this intuition. I'm like, I just need to go to Lincoln and go see one of my friends and just like have a hot tub night and like look at the stars and chill the fuck out. And it was like, 
10.30 p.m. I'm like, am I really about to drive an hour to Lincoln right now to like drive straight back first thing in the morning? And I was like, you know what? That's what my intuition told me. And the second I got to Lincoln, I felt so much better. So the first thing I would say, always follow your intuition, never question it. It's going to lead you to where you need to go. Second thing, fuck what people think. Fuck what people think. (laughs) I knew this needed to come up. I've had to overcome that so much. I remember when I got my very first tattoo. And if you guys have never seen what I look like, my arms are like all tattooed up. They're gorgeous. Thank you. I'm obsessed with them. My first tattoo is an earth sign because I'm a Capricorn. And one of my family members, like I posted the photo on Facebook and I put out this whole explanation of why it meant so much to me. Like even why I put it on my left arm, like everything. And she just commented like cult. Like she thought I was in a cult because I believed in astrology. Oh my God. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. So I've had to deal with stuff like that. And like even being in Nebraska where it's like less common to be spiritual, whereas like in California, it's like super normal. It's like an everyday conversation. Just having to overcome like, oh my God, what are people going to think? And like, and you're like, oh, you think my tattoo has me in a cult? Wait till you hear the podcast. (laughs) Wait till you hear what I actually teach. (laughs) Wait till you hear about my past life. So we want to dive into that. Um, Yeah. So fuck what people think. Like it is your life and you have to do what makes you happy. And I think this really goes with the intuition piece because a lot of people won't listen to their intuition because they're scared of what it's going to tell you. And they're scared what people are going to think. And like, you know, even last night, like my friend that I went to see in Lincoln is a guy. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like going over there at like 11 p.m. Like, is my boyfriend going to be mad? And I'm like, no, he's not going to be fucking mad. Like, you know, it's... Yeah, and you've been friends with him forever. Yeah. Like, like there's so much trust built yeah, up. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to see one of my friends who fucking cares. Like my intuition told me so, so I'm going to go, right? And I can trust that and like fuck what people think. And we're thinking that everybody's going to have some sort of opinion and people don't care that much about us. People people don't pay that much attention. They're all focused on themselves. They're so obsessed with themselves as we all should be. I'm obsessed with myself. And so it's like, they're not paying as close of attention as we think they are. So fuck their opinion. And hmm. Dude, I honestly feel like that could be the third one. Like be obsessed with yourself. Oh my God. That's yeah. That's like your whole thing. Yeah. You can I, come up with a different one. No, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing in the, t- the tips for me. <laughs> okay. So then our third one is going to be exactly that. Like be obsessed with yourself. Be obsessed with chasing your vision. Be obsessed with chasing down like the best version of you. And I think what I was kind of thinking of saying was like really chase what makes you feel high vibrational which like they all kind of tie together, but it's like, you're going to know what feels the most you based off of like how excited you are in those moments, how free you feel, how liberated, how you you feel without it having to be definable, right? Since like when you're obsessed with yourself, you care less about what other people think. You can listen to your intuition because you trust yourself more and you will fearlessly go after the things you want because you know you fucking deserve it. And you know, that, that makes life a whole lot easier. <laughs> All three of your points are all working together. I know. Can't do one without doing the others. God, they all circle together. Like everything is such a pattern. (laughs) It all connects, all the pieces. Do you have any exciting projects coming up? Like you're oh always gosh. scheming something. Well, I know. I'm always working on something. I'm working on um, a TV show I want to pitch to a yes. reality TV show. One of my neighbors used to work in reality TV, which is super cool. And I really want to have some form of like Michaela J. Reality TV meets like my version of Queer Eye. Like if I could show my client transformations, like 
just imagine an episode. We like wake up in the morning, I'm getting glammed out of my apartment. We hop on a jet, we fly to New York, client session, weekend in New York, come back. What are my rituals post-travel? Like that would be like such a vibe of an episode. So that's something I'm going to be working on. And we'll probably start doing that on YouTube fairly soon. So my brother has really been itching to film for me. So oh, it's crazy how much manifestation has blown up in the last year. And you were oh my God, early on, like you're one of the first people to yeah. be a branded manifestation expert. So congrats because mm-hmm. like people are just so interested in it now <laughs> and you, you like totally capitalized on I that. I know. Yeah, it's been, it's been great. And I love that more people are learning about it. It really got popular on TikTok. And I think that's mm-hmm. awesome because, you know, the demographic on TikTok is so much younger than Instagram and like Facebook and everywhere else. And I'm like, wow, imagine if I had learned mm-hmm. about all of this so much yes. sooner. And like, I am already extremely grateful that I learned about it the age I did because a lot of people I know didn't learn about this stuff or have spiritual awakenings till they were like 30 or 40 years old. So I already feel grateful, but I'm like, wow, I'm like, I get messages from people who are in high school and they're like, I'm 15 and like, I'm listening to your podcast. And I'm like, yes, this is what it's about, mm-hmm. right? Like teaching more people how to live vibrationally is super important, but yeah, it's really blown up in the last year. And I'm like, thank God I said, fuck what people think. And I started talking about all of this in 2018 when nobody was explaining it. It's just funny when people choose to do things that aren't cool and everyone's kind of like <laughs> looking because that's even how it was mm-hmm. when I was doing like the pop-ups of thrifted clothes. People were like, so you just thrift things and then sell them. I'm like, yeah, it's isn't that great? Yeah. And people are like, um, I don't know. And now every Depop came around, oh, everyone's yeah. trying to resell. And it's like, oh, really? What do you, what now do you, you think, think now? Oh, huh. that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> so that just shows like you have to follow those intuitive downloads, mm-hmm. you know, like that was something that you love to do. You're like, well, I'm going to thrift and just like curate a vibe, a, a brand, yeah. and then I'm going to sell it. And, you know, sorority houses and different things. Like you got that intuition. You said, fuck what people think, even though they think it's weird and strange, you do it anyways. And like, and then suddenly you have success. And mm-hmm. I do think that's another thing. Jordan and I talk about this a lot is when you start to get a lot of success, people like come out of the woodworks that are, it's like, oh, Oh, I haven't seen you, Janet, since we were 12. Now suddenly you're really interested in my life. Oh, man. Yes. I had an article. I was featured in Yahoo Finance last month for like the top 10 female entrepreneurs to watch this year under 30 years old. And like the people from out of the woodworks, it was so interesting. Here they come. Here they come. (laughs) And they were honestly mostly pleasant and just people saying congrats (laughs) and sharing, being like, I know her. And I was like, wow, this is so cute. But it, yeah, there definitely is that. And I think a super important thing that we didn't really cover today is like having those boundaries, you know, and really, and this comes with intuition as well. You're going to instantly know who is going to be an energy vampire or who is here to actually lift you up and support you on the journey. Will you quickly explain what an energy vampire is? Yeah. Yeah. An energy vampire is somebody who comes in your life and sucks away all of your fucking energy. So these are the people in your life that, like we talked about earlier, when looking at what are the things you're unhappy with, if there's certain friends who have certain habits that don't align with you and like, let's say you don't like doing drugs and they do drugs. And so every time you're around them, you just like feel super uncomfortable because they're doing something you don't want to do. That's an energy vampire almost. And then there are other energy vampires that just come into your space and literally take your energy because they need to feed off of other people. But, and it's like, yeah, it sucks to be around them, but it's also our job to get ourselves out of those situations. Mm -hmm. Because 
if you're in the room with people that have habits that you don't vibe with anymore, it's not their job to tell you to leave because you're uncomfortable. It's your job to get the fuck up and go find new people. Absolutely. One tip my mom gave me in those situations is sometimes you can't avoid those people. Yeah. She's like, I literally turn my body away. So like mm. if we're sitting face to face, she's like, I will like look at them to the side and like not let them like come into my heart. Oh, like I, I turn that. away so I can't take on everything mm. that they're pushing out at me. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. And a tip for anybody, let's say you like live at home with a parent who's an energy vampire or sibling or like, you know, whoever it might be. Maybe it's somebody, a roommate you can't get rid of. Something I love to do is just imagine like having a purple bubble around me at all times. I used to do this every day. I would visualize this when I was on the bus going to campus because so much energy when you're on campuses and just like in public in general. And because I'm so psychic, I really soak up all that energy easily. And I would just imagine this sparkly purple bubble around me all the time, like this giant marble and like nobody Don't penetrate. can get you know, nobody <laughs> can get in my fucking purple bubble you are not allowed sorry it's three inches thick you cannot get through <laughs> so if you they feel, just bounce off exactly <laughs> so like if you live with somebody or you cannot get out of a situation right now where there are those kinds of people that's a great tip about what your mom said where you can just visualize this bubble around you really protecting your energy and sealing that in for yourself and I think one thing that really helped me when it came to dealing with people who were lower vibrational or energy vampires with a lot of my family is just really knowing that their emotions and their patterns are not my problem too. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't have to take that on. I don't have to deal with that. And that just sets an energetic boundary as well. And you don't have to fix them. They yep. can they can change in their own time but you, mm -hmm. and lead by example. But Exactly. You can't change anybody or fix anybody. That's something that's, that I really learned on this journey. Like, especially learning about so much in spirituality, you just want to tell everybody everything be like, oh my God, you need to do this journal prompt and like go do this meditation right now and like talk to your spirit guides. And like, it's too much for people who don't want it, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like what we talk about with your car. They're just not open to receiving that, right? They have to come in their own journey. And same thing for me, like, if somebody had come up to me two years earlier and said, hey, if you stop gossiping, if you stop talking negatively, if you do this, your life's going to change and you're going to become a millionaire at 23. I'd be like, fuck off. <laughs> I don't want to hear I it. I would be like, yeah, fucking right. You're a joke. Get out of my face, you know? So it's we have to let people come to their own journey and their own process. And I do think that helpful in relationships because like if your partner is doing something that you don't like, mm. when you're like, I hate that you do this, don't do that, don't do that, that kind of makes them like more rebellious. And they're like, okay, yeah. I'm going to keep doing that. But if you just, I don't know, go about it differently, I think it makes people want to change mm. and actually change and not just act a different Yes. Way. It makes them want to hold higher standards. Yeah. And that's like an effect that I have on a lot of people. Like when people are around me, they just want to have a higher standard about them because I hold extremely high standards for myself. And it's it's like, even today I wasn't feeling well and I'm like, I'm still going to come here and I'm still going to show the fuck up because mm -hmm. I made the commitment to do that. And that's a high standard. Not everybody is going to do that. So when people are in my space and they see how I move through life in that way, they're like, whoa, this is very next level. And they see how unbothered I am by things and how I don't get angry very often and how I handle my triggers. They're like, oh my God, like whatever she's doing, I, I like need her. to yeah. figure that out. And then they start asking questions and then it's fun because you're not shoving it down their fucking throat, they're actually interested. Absolutely. And I feel like we talk about that on the podcast a lot is being around 
high vibing friends. Mm -hmm. When you level up and then your friends level up and you all keep moving up together, that's like where the magic happens. Exactly. It's going to be hard if you, if everyone around you is a low vibe and then you're going up, they're going to want to pull you back down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they're going to be uncomfortable with your success. And it's like, and that's the other thing. It's like those people either have to rise or they have to fall. And Mm -hmm. that's why when I came back from my study abroad, I had a lot of people fall out of my life and I just had to be okay with that. It's been like, you know, we're not aligned anymore and that's okay. And it fucking sucks. Yeah. Especially when it's like your best friends. It can be so hard and it like leaves a hole in your heart, but you just have to know and trust that everything happens for a reason. And they could easily come back along later on in the journey too. They just have to go on their path. Wow. This was all so good. Well, to you, Michaela, what makes a good friend? Yeah. Oh my gosh. What makes a good friend is somebody who is considerate. I think for me, that's super important is having considerate friends that are considerate of your feelings, that are considerate of your space, considerate of your boundaries, considerate of your emotions, um, and also considerate of like your wants and needs in a friendship. Like a lot the relationships that I hold in my life right now, my friends will ask me if I'm having a rough day, they'll be like, do you need to vent or do you need words of affirmation? And I think that's so important because like some days... You don't want somebody to agree with you. You just want them to make you feel better. And some days you're like, oh my God, let's just complain together. I think that's so important being considerate and also being considerate of the space you're holding around somebody like, and that goes for me too. Like it's important for me to be a considerate friend as well. You know, like today not feeling good, but showing up anyways. It's like, that's me like being a considerate human for everybody's time and space. Like when somebody is feeling down, you hold that kind of space for them and they do the same. For me, that's super important. Well, this is an amazing episode. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on. And I'm yeah. glad we got to do it in person. Oh my God, it's so But this fun. is what's so crazy is like, if we had planned this months ago, it would not have worked. It would have been wild, I know. I just feel like we like went with the flow and we we're like, yeah, like, let's, let's do just it Monday. Do it. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and I'm like, uh, I'm going to go to Lincoln, but I'm going to be back in the morning. <laughs> like, I'm just going with the flow. Thanks for having me on. This is so much fun. Of course. I feel I'm... like we could continue talking for so long. Oh well, you guys can keep getting more of Michaela. She has, <laughs> what, like 155 oh, podcasts? so many yeah Yeah. something crazy like that yeah plug the podcast plug their socials self promo yeah you guys can come hang out with me at the podcast finds it magic and manifestation podcast you can find it on literally every platform Um, and I post every Wednesday come hang out with me on Instagram I'm at the Michaela J really slay the Insta stories it's my my favorite thing to do Um, and of course you can hang out with me on TikTok as well at the Michaela J do you want to spell it out um, yeah, it, the, like the, T-H-E, and then M-I-K-A-Y-L-A-J-A-I. Perfect. And that's your brand for literally everything. Every single thing. You mm-hmm. could just Google that and you'll find all of the things. And of course, as an educator, all the things. check yes. out her website if you <laughs> want to dive deep in and mm-hmm. commit. She has the best courses for that. So thank you. Commitment is super important to me as well. We could help. We can talk about that. We can talk about a million things. I'm like, I need to stop talking before we keep rambling. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. All right. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Already Friends. It means the world to us that you are listening, liking, subscribing, and following us on Instagram. We are really trying to build up our rating in Apple Podcasts. So if you could leave a review, we are a review and a rating. We are doing a giveaway at the end of the year for AirPod Pros. So Kara is going to tell you how you can enter that giveaway. 
Yes. So to be entered into this giveaway, you need to leave a five-star rating and review on the Apple Podcast app. Go ahead and click five-star, write a little snippet about what you're enjoying with the podcast, and then screenshot that and send it to our Instagram at we're already friends. That way you'll be entered. We'll see it. And yeah, we're doing the drawing at the end of the year. So again, thank you for your support. It really means the world to us and it lets us keep doing what we're doing. Yes. Thank you guys so much. We'll catch you next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.